0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Bills Mafia. I know it's been nothing but bad news lately. Unfortunately, I have some more really bad news. And this is actually the worst. The most serious news of the Bills season so far. And it's got nothing to do with football. From WFAA News in Dallas. Quote, Police confirm NFL linebacker Von Miller faces arrest in a domestic violence case in Dallas. A warrant has been issued for a charge of assaulting a pregnant person, police say. It goes on, quote, actually, that's it. Needless to say, and that's more than enough. Unfortunately, this allegation, this allegation is incredibly serious, incredibly disturbing, and, you know, I don't want to speculate any further on where that leaves him, except to say it's a really disturbing report. Really disturbing, obviously. The report also stated that Dallas police are actively attempting to get Miller to turn himself in right now. The Bills have also released a statement. Quote, this morning, we were made aware of an incident involving Vaughn Miller. We are in the process of gathering more information. We will have no further comment at this point. End of quote. So, Bills fan, if you are wondering how this season could get any worse, that's how. And not only did it get worse, it got much worse. That is some of the most... Disturbing news, imaginable. Allegations, but if in fact this is what has been reported, this is way bigger than football, and a season that was already really challenging just got that much more challenging. I want to reserve judgment. I've got thoughts, obviously. (laughs) Thoughts and questions, but having done this as long as I have, I know to reserve judgment for right now I'm not going to rush in. I'm not going to rush into judgment. However, the report is really, really disturbing, needless to say. So I'm going to leave it like that until we get more information and more details. But that in and of itself is really bad news. A bad season for Buffalo is getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, that's allegedly one of the good guys. If in fact that's true, that's not one of the good guys. Far from it. But I'm going to reserve any further judgment and keep monitoring this. If you want to share your thoughts, go ahead. You know where to find me. I wanted to start the program with my thoughts on the Patriots, so let me move there right now. It looks like it's finally happening, half chowed fam. It looks like Mac Jones has finally been knocked down from the QB1 peg on the depth chart. It looks like the dude has finally been for real benched, not that half-assed in-game kind of benching where the hood man keeps pulling him over and over and over again, even though it's never worked. I mean, an actual demotion, an actual benching. Bench the song. Not that whack in-game benching that never works, an actual legitimate benching. It looks like Billy Zappi is actually going to start against the Chargers on Sunday in Foxborough. Not that Bill Belichick would ever confirm that, confirm that sort of thing himself. I mean, the hell he will. No way. He'd rather rock long sleeves than let anybody know who is going to start a quarterback for the worst team in the AFC, as if it even matters. I mean, all the histrionics about this guy going way out of his way not to let us know, as if it really even matters. But can you imagine something so outrageous as the Hood Man letting everybody know who his starting quarterback is going to be on the worst team in the AFC? I mean, that'd be ridiculous considering he doesn't even tell his own players who the starting quarterback is going to be. Why would he tell us if he doesn't even tell his own players? Because if you believe Hunter Henry, the team found out only a few hours before that utter debacle in the Meadowlands that Mac was starting. And if you believe Hunter Henry, I know I do. Because the alternative is believing maybe the least, least believable hood man, Statement of all time. Listen to what this guy tried to sell us.
1: I can't remember. Uh, sometime here in a week.
0: That was in response to, well, when did you tell the team who the starting quarterback was going to be? I can't remember. Uh, sometime here in a week. You can't remember? Dude, maybe you hit that with some B12. B12 is supposed to be good for memory, especially as you get older. Come on, man. You can't remember. Uh, Your players remember. They remember finding out right before the game. It, whatever actually happened, whoever you actually believe, it didn't work anyway because they lost to Tommy DeVito and the horrendous Giants. Not only that, but they lost on a missed field goal by a kicker that the hoodman himself drafted in the 4th round. Whoops. Naturally, after that disaster, nobody in New England was interested in playing the quarterback guessing game again this week. Nobody wants to run that back. Least of all the chowed media who were ready for Belichick to pull the same lame mystery quarterback nonsense at the podium yesterday. They were ready, they were waiting, and the media this time was not having any of it. Check this out. Yeah, I'm not going to make any announcements on
1: our lineup at any position then, so it doesn't matter what the position is. We're not. See how practice goes
0: and see if everybody's ready to go. Hope everybody's ready to go. See what the injury
1: situation is, and, and we'll go who we think's best on Sunday.
0: So, even with the way things went last week against the Giants, do the same thing again this week? Yeah, I didn't say that. I said I'm not going to announce anything. Roasted. In other words, so even with the way that things went last week against the Giants, we're just going to do that same thing again this week? That's awesome. Right in between Hoodie's eyeballs. Man, this dude is painful to listen to. His team is even more painful to watch. But seeing the journos... Who have long been under this guy's thumb, get their revenge this year, has actually been very entertaining. The guy had to answer questions about whether or not the team was gonna leave him in Germany. That was an actual thing. And now, this. Now, this. So, even with the way things went last week against the Giants, we're doing the same thing again this week, Bill? Even with the way things went last week against the Giants, do the same thing again this week? say that. I said I'm not going to announce anything. Owned. Owned. Like, really, Bill? Really? We're going to do this again? Really? Hoodman going straight into his defensive, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh-huh. Uh, that's rich, considering he had just said the exact same thing that he spent saying all of last week. So, you were never going to hear anything any Bailey Zappi news from the hood man. However, conveniently enough, only a few hours after the alleged coaching goat got absolutely posterized by some journal, this report leaked from, quote, sources via The Athletic's Jeff Howe. Quote, The Patriots are preparing quarterback Bailey Zappi to start Sunday against the Chargers, per sources. It should be his job this week if all goes as expected. So there you have it, Pats fan. Half fam. Not that it makes anybody in New England feel any better about that dumpster fire, but at least we're not about to do the same exact start Mac, Mac sucks, pull Mac bullcrap that's been happening over and over and over again. In fact, Mac didn't just get devoted to number two. They've been having the dude run the damn scout team this week. He might not even dress on Sunday. Which, by the way, is probably a relief to Mac. The rest of us who actually have to watch this team get no relief. And it begins and it ends with the hood man himself. But somebody else deserves some heat here. Somebody else is skating here. And I'll give you a hint who that somebody else is. He has a very famous chin, at least according to the clones, and that someone is the dude who is actually presiding over this horrific offense, a.k.a. the other Bill, a.k.a. the Bob, a.k.a. Baba O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, yo, has been skating, which is why I appreciate the solid that he did this week when he reminded all of us that he should be getting more heat. And that Mac's struggles are not all on Mac. Listen to Bill. Things
2: haven't gone great for him this year. Uh, you know, I don't think that he's the number one guy to blame. If you want to blame anybody, blame me. Uh, we, we, I'm the one that, that designs it, and it's not going very well.
0: You know what? This dude's got a really good point. You have been getting a free ride this year. While everybody is cheering on the Crows, circling the hood, and killing Mac, you, my friend, have been getting over. For instance, why the hell is your offense so horrendous? Why can't you get even one decent game out of Mac? And here's the real question, the question you really, really do not want people asking because, frankly, it is a career killer. How the hell... Are you worse than Matt, the Ticonderoga, and Joseph, the leader of men? Blame me. How is that possible? And don't get that twisted. Those dudes were absolute garbage. And last year's offense was an absolute disaster. But this year's offense somehow is even worse. I mean, that's not even a take, a hot take. That's a fact. The numbers back this up. Matt, the Ticonderoga's offense, managed to put up 21.4 points per game last season. Bob's offense is scoring 13.5 points per game through 12 weeks. So it's not even close. The yardage per game is also down. And so is the general watchability of this offense. Somehow they really are worse off with Bob than they were with the pencil. And that's a fact that's not getting nearly enough run right now mostly because everybody is so caught up in what seems like Belichick's imminent New England demise. And it does look imminent. It even looks imminent to the people who know the man and the team and the organization best of all. I'll give you an example. Jim Rome podcast episode 291 guest, Devin McCourty. That thing's hot right now. You should listen to it after the program, but I'll give you a taste right now because it's relevant to what we're talking about here. I asked him what he thought about the situation, what he thinks when he watches the Pats, and whether or not a separation of Bill and Bob Kraft might be best for both parties. This is what Devin McCourty, he of three Super Bowl rings, had to say to that question.
3: Yeah, man, it's hard. I think a lot of it is going to be determined on how this season ends. You know, I think two and nine now. I think how they finish the season will play a huge part in that. Um, so, if I had to call it right now, because it's a four-game losing streak, I, I do. I think. I think at the end of the year, there is a conversation where I think there is a chance where it's like, "Hey, we're going to agree that you know you're going to go your way, we'll go our way." Um, I think there's a good chance that that might happen, and you know, I think that's not from like any inside information, just from watching it and seeing how this season has gone on.
0: Good man. There you go, half fam. If that dude, if that dude thinks the end is near, then the end is probably near. And by the way, you want to check out the entire conversation if you have not yet, because Devin is a pro's pro. We had an awesome chat. You're all going to love it. Well, all of you except the hood man. Going back to that one reporter that roasted him. That reporter just got on Marv Levy's wife's Christmas list. So, even with the way things went last week against the Giants, do the same thing again this week? Yeah, I didn't say that. I said I'm not going to announce anything. One more crackback like that, and Marv's wife is going to invite that guy for Christmas dinner. Zappi deserves the start. Zappi's best trait is he's not Mac Jones. I mean, he did win his two starts last year. Why the hell not? Who doesn't want to see more fake spike interceptions? Somebody should ask Brandon Staley, for instance. Hey, Brandon, if you had to choose, who would you rather see under center? Mack or Zappy?
1: You can stop asking that question.
0: Who's been asking that question? It's my first time of asking that you question. You can
1: stop asking that question.
0: It's actually relevant to this week. Who would you rather see? You can stop asking that question. All right, dude, take it easy. Easy, B. I've always had your back easy. I don't like your tone, my guy. I can't remember. He can't remember, and we need to stop asking that question. Man, people are uptight. U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you too because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com. For details, Marcus Williams joining us.
3: Man, I I, I mean, I've faced adversity all my life. I mean, you you face adversity. Everybody faces adversity. And I'm just the type of person that I don't let adversity beat me. I just continue to strive. I continue to have that positive mindset and, um, you know, that positive attitude and be optimistic about every situation. And with a great support system from the team and my family and my friends, it it just continues to help me um, to want to get back on the field and keep going.
0: Marcus, sometimes I try and kind of broaden this out, like what you just said about a positive mindset. I think there's a lot of people listening that although they'll never do what you do and certainly never get on the field like that, but I think there's a lot of people going through a lot of things, right, and they don't have that positive mindset. They want to have that positivity, but they just can't find it. They don't know what to do. Can you tell me that positive mindset that you have, is it just a choice? Is it just a decision? Where does it come from?
3: I think it it's just come from you know a lot of a lot of failures. You know, we, a lot of times when you fail, you, a lot of people give up. A lot of people say uh, they can't do it. But ever since I was little, my dad, um, my mom always said, if you know you try, you try, you try again. You you get knocked down, you get back up, and you know you scrape your knee, you wipe it off. I mean, at the end of the day, you know there's always going to be the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and they just always embrace being positivity. My mom said, turn that round upside down all the time. So I just never was able to you know, be in the dump, be down and um seeing my grandfather and stuff go through his cancer, um, I just knew he just told me to continue to be positive, he's gonna be all right. I unfortunately passed, but you know, just seeing how, how uh amazing he was and seeing him fight through cancer, that that's always stuck with me and it it makes me always have a positive outcome outlook on life because I mean
0: yeah yeah, I'm so sorry to interrupt you man that was terrible I was just I was gonna echo that same thing that generation right that generation your grandfather when you see what he was dealing with and I bet without even knowing I bet he didn't complain I bet he didn't make it about him I bet he told you to keep your head up always how could that not make a great impression on you
3: exactly exactly yeah that's exactly what it is so I mean having those role models in your life definitely help you with that and just continue to be who you are and that's the type of person I am being positive all the time
0: I appreciate it Marcus Williams joining us you know I recently had a conversation with former Ravens great Terrell Suggs and we were chopping it up about those legendary Baltimore defenses that he was a part of and the Raven way how much pride do you take in upholding that tradition and that legacy of that great defense
3: Man, we just play hard. Um, you know, those that the Raven way is a standard each and every every day. Uh, when you come in, film room uh, on the practice field, then it carries into the game. So, you know, you got guys flying around to the ball, having fun, playing together. And when you got that, I mean, you don't have any other choice but to play the Raven way.
0: You know, then on their side of the ball, you got Lamar Jackson, who made history in that win over the Chargers. He became the fastest quarterback to reach 5,000 career rushing yards. You were with Drew Brees in New Orleans, who you know is going to end up in Canton. You think, I mean, time will tell, but do you think ultimately Lamar is going to end up with that gold jacket of his own? And then how is facing him in practice help make you a better player?
3: Uh man, I, I definitely think Lamar has the opportunity to, to get that gold jacket as well. I mean, play with Drew Brees, I definitely see, you know, what that what type of leaders, you know, that you need to be in to win to win games and to continually win games and Lamar has that same mindset um each and every day. He wants to be perfect in every aspect and you see his, you know, determination in this fight each and every day because he's always saying, like, we gotta get that bowl, we gotta get that bowl, stay locked in, stay focused, let's keep going and you know, going up against him in practice, we're always trying to feed off each other. I'm, I'm always on him. He's always on me um, to get better. So, I mean, having those back-and-forth battles in practice, you know, it's just going to help us get better and get us to where we want to be.
0: So, marks, what do you do on Sunday of a bye week? For instance, are you watching games as a fan? Or are you back on your grind? Or are you scouting your next opponent? Or do you take the last few hours of break for yourself and your fam? Like, what do you do on Sunday during a bye week?
3: Man, uh, just I just I'm just chilling with the family, really, just just being here and enjoying the time with them while I can, and then back to work. Um, but other than that, nah, I may watch a game or something, but I'll probably play some video games. <laughs> if it's,
0: I get that if dude. Not, you gotta unplug. Hey, I want to ask you something. You posted something on the X earlier this year that I that I can totally relate to myself. You wrote, quote, I drive in silence at least three times a week, very therapeutic. End a quote. I, you know, most people get in their car, they bump their tunes, they roll phone calls on their commute. I used to be the same way. Like I could not wait to get in the car and listen to music. Like that was my only time. And then one day I just stopped. And now I never want any noise in the car, which is pretty rich for somebody who's got a radio program. But when did you first first start driving in silence? What does that do for you mentally?
3: Man, I just think I get to just hear hear my thoughts and think about think about the stuff that's going on in the world and think about how grateful I am for all the opportunities and just to to live my life. Um, I don't know. I mean, I always I always try to reflect on the good things and think about all the stuff that. You know, people are going through and just to see how I can help them and I just think that time helps me unwind. I mean, you I'm talking to people all the time, I'm around people all the time and when I get in the car I'm like I just take a deep breath. I
0: I got that breath breath of fresh air and I just drive on and, and just embrace the scenery really. Dude, I think it's Marcus' time. That's what I think, man. You're right. You're always around. You're always on. Your brain's always working. I love that. I love getting in the car and just driving and hearing nothing and hearing nothing. I see you working. He is the safety for the Ravens, and they are nine and three. They're on their bye week. Dude, I appreciate you making time during your bye week, especially. Thanks for coming back on. Great to talk to you as always, and good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time, don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family. And I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried rough beef in a bag nobody it's like eating an old shoe old trapper though is the real deal and it comes in four amazing flavors old-fashioned teriyaki peppered and hot and spicy so the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime anywhere grab some old trapper beef jerky look for it in the clearview bag look for it in major retail stores near you if you don't see it just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares old trapper what's your beef we are joined by Jamal Mosley. Jamal, it is great to have you back. How are you?
4: Great to, great to be on. I'm great. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Doing great, Coach. So, as I mentioned, you guys were off to a tremendous start this year. That, To put this in proper perspective, that current eight-game winning streak is Orlando's best since the 2010-2011 season. In other words, there's a whole lot to like about the way the team is playing right now. What are you most pleased with regarding the team's great start?
4: Our level of maturity. Our guys are doing such a great job of communicating with one another, uh, and that's what we've asked them since I've been here. How do they learn how to communicate with one another, sit down and guard defensively, and then just believe and you can walk in every game and give yourself a chance?
0: You know, something that's really interesting to me, you go back to last season, and the team was hit so hard by injuries and lost 20 of their first 25, yet the team did not implode. The team did not give up on the season. What's it say about them that they did not shut it down when adversity hit? And then how much do you think that mentality is helping them right now?
4: It's taken a... It's That's the biggest part of this thing is that it's the continuity, the chemistry, what they've been through and, and realizing, you know, a lot of it was due to injuries, but... I give Jeff and his group so much credit that they kept the same group together. And it's something to be said about continuity with a team, continuity with coaching, that it helps these guys understand the messaging and knowing you know, the ups and downs of an NBA season.
0: We're talking to Jamal Mosley. You have all of that, and not only continuity and a belief in each other, but you've got this young core, a great, great young core. For instance, Paulo Banquero lived up to his expectations more, more than lived up to them as the number one pick overall when he won the Rookie of the Year award last year. He's building off that big first season this year, too. What has he brought to this team on and off the court as a guy who's going to be the face of the franchise?
4: Paulo is just a winner. You know, I think top to bottom, and, and what that means for me and, and what he sees is that he's willing to do whatever is necessary to help this team win. Uh, passing, scoring, cheering, uh, sitting down and guarding at a high level, which he's done this year. I think he's just willing to do whatever is necessary to help this team win, and he brings that belief. Every time he steps on the floor with this group, you know you have an opportunity.
0: So Jamal, last night he came off the game or came out of the game after kind of rolling an ankle a little bit. What's his status? Yeah. How is he?
4: He's he's okay. He he got his work done today, so he's, he'll be okay for tomorrow.
0: All right, then he's one of your core of young players that I mentioned. Of course, you've got Jalen Suggs too. Anybody who saw him ball at Gonzaga knows that he was a high school football star. He's really tenacious. He's relentless. <laughs> we know what he can do defensively, but he went for twenty-two last night. How much of a catalyst has he been for you offensively?
4: He's been great. And that's the the great part about this group as well is that they all just they're willing to share the basketball like our assist numbers have gone up because guys are just making the right reads the right decisions. And ultimately, no one cares who gets the credit. Uh, I think that's why that ball moves around the, the horn so well. And it's just a matter of finding the right person at the right time. And that's how each one of them plays.
0: So, not only do you have the second best record in the East, you've got Paulo, who's 21, Jalen's 22, forward Franz Wagner is also 22. He went off last night. How exciting is it to know that you have this core that's already competitive? They're about the right things, and they're nowhere near entering their collective prime. Like, what's that like for you as a coach?
4: We just take it day to day with this group. You know, we've been the same group that that was 5 and 20 that is right now, and that's what I keep trying to hit home and tell these guys, you just have to be the same. Our body of work is not going to change. We're going to compete every single day. We're going to detail our work. We're going to play with a sense of joy and, and passion for each other. And then we're going to, you know, you're going to make sure that you're doing it for your teammate. That's the biggest piece with this group.
0: Orlando Magic head coach Jamal Mosley joining us once again. And I'll tell you a guy who's a longtime friend of the program, somebody I've got immense respect for, I know you do too, is Rick Carlisle. You worked with him before he came to Orlando. He recently joked that he wished that he was your agent because he knows your deal is coming up soon. He would love to get a little piece of that. What was your biggest takeaway from working with Rick during those seven years in Dallas?
4: You know, working with Rick ultimately was a masterclass, and in, in all of and a lot of things with the coaching, the details of the way he prepared, uh, his game time adjustments, then offensively, just his mind and the way he saw the game. But it was a masterclass in so many pieces, and like his his approach to each and every single game with the seriousness and getting to know the team and treat the team the right way was so many. What I took away from him.
0: You know, your point about how, listen, with this group especially, it's one day at a time and we want to make sure we're doing things the right way and building it the right way. But when I think about the Orlando Magic, I think about a franchise that while there have been some lean years, there have also been some great years. It's a great fan base and they're hungry. What And there's a lot of work to be done, but what would it represent to you and your players to get to the postseason for the first time since 2019, 2020, and then do some damage once you get there?
4: Well, you just said it. Our fan base is absolutely amazing. I mean, everywhere you go, the support, the crowd, like they've willed us to some games um, just by their energy alone. They are absolutely fantastic. And so for this city, for this organization, uh, for the fans, it means a lot because this is the type of group that it, it it bonds and gels with this fan base because of our the level of excitement that we play with and the passion in which we play with.
0: We're talking to Jamal Mosley. I know they want it badly. Let me ask you, one of the league's biggest topics is that new in-season tournament. While the Magic did not move beyond the group play, I'm curious, what did your players think about the games? And then as a coaching staff, how did you approach it?
4: You know, ultimately, you know, that first game we ended up playing against Brooklyn. And so I think our guys weren't sure what to expect. Um, And I think a lot of teams were like that in that first game. And then as the tournament went on, you started to feel – the energy and the buzz get a little bit become more and more with the floors being different, uh, the point differential being different. All of these things started to to take place as game two and three hit on. And then obviously in game four, guys started to look at the point differential. and Are we in? Are we out? So I think it's a great way to bring the energy and the atmosphere of the game up. And there will be some changes probably moving forward but I thought it was great for that competition and to get these guys understanding the importance of every game matters
0: and Jamal you mentioned the point differential and you mentioned that there's going to be some changes going forward is that going to be one of the changes I mean you've got teams doing things that they ordinarily would not do you've got players doing things they ordinarily would not do but you have to because you want to advance and that's one of the tiebreakers is that something maybe they should change
4: I think the league is going to do a great job of looking at it, whatever whatever that means. Um, but for the most part, I really do believe that each each team and situation tried to do it the right way and compete the right way. So I, I really look at it like that and the, the league is always going to do a great job of looking at what they can tweak to make it better for the players, the fans, and and what we're trying to do.
0: All right, so let me ask you something. It seems to me behind every great coach, well obviously you're going to have great players, you're going to have a great staff, but What a lot of people don't see is that inevitably there is a great senior director of communications and you have a legend in George Galanti. All right. Let's not forget about Joel Glass either. One of the best in the business. My man Double G, he's got to get his shine. And by the way, he's going to get it right here, right now. What's it like knowing that George has got your back?
4: Double G does a fantastic job. He's making sure I'm not missing a beat. He and Joel are, are just tremendous in the way they approach it, how they have me prepped and ready to go. To be able to come on the show and say the right things, They've got me prepped and ready to go. They do a phenomenal job.
0: They do. They're the best. I know you can handle your business no matter what, Coach, but those two guys are class. They are absolute class, and they do do a great job. The Orlando Magic are out fast. They're 13-5, and and they are second overall in the East. Jamal, really great to have you back on the show. I appreciate the access. I appreciate you making time for us, and it's always good to talk to you. Thanks so much.
4: Grateful to be on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Meantime, it is Thursday. Which means we have a TNF game, which means we have a big head bet segment, which means we have the big head himself, James Kelly. What's cracking, head? And before you answer, let me ask you this. Do you still hate everything in life except the Shanahan family and Rex Lee dunking on me?
1: Um, Is that a question?
0: <laughs> is that a question? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe not a good question. Huh? Maybe not a good question, Ahead. <laughs> I, I think Maybe got not, a question, A-head? Um, not
1: a good question, Ahead. Not a good question, yeah. That's no, awesome.
0: No. All right, so tonight's matchup is not the best thing ever, but it's mm. far from the worst thing ever. I guess what I'm saying is I'm hopeful that we don't get another Thursday night heaping serving of ass. Seattle has struggled of late. And they're going to Dallas where the Cowboys have straight abused fools this season. Let's get right into it. You got a couple of teams head that are headed in opposite directions. What is the number as we speak and what are you doing with, doing with it? Are you going to be a gimmicky little bitch?
1: The number is Dallas minus nine and absolutely I'm going to be a chalky little bitch here and lay the points and ride with big. Chalky,
0: my bad. I stand corrected. Yes. Chalky
1: little bitch right, right here once again. Bitch. It is funny though. The last two Thursdays, I have taken the points and lost both, and nobody had my back on that. I will say that. Of course not, man. They
0: never have our back.
1: Never ever. But I will uh, lay the points here and ride with Big Mike McCarthy's Cowboys. That pill there. He isn't small, but he does have a big story to tell, and it's his Cowboys are playing great football. They are on a that three. That's kind of funny leader. what you just
0: did. I'll, I'll okay. give you somewhat credit for that. Okay. Go ahead. I, I don't
1: know what you're talking about. It's a funny jingle though, right? Yeah, sort of. A little bit. Kinda. Okay.
0: Three game heater. Don't do that again, dude. I'm not giving you any credit whatsoever for that. Do not do that again.
1: My point there will
0: be no wardrobe change. There'll be no hair and makeup for Mike McCarthy. Do do not do that again. There'll be no smaller McCarthys behind him dancing in unison. Don't do that.
1: He's been beating the hell out of ass teams. I will give him credit for that, though. Um, The Giants, the Panthers, and the Commanders. But his numbers are unreal. 42.3 points per game, 460 yards of offense per game, and 335 of those yards are through the air. And as times went on, it's been easy to see. Big Mike's defense has been lowering its YPP. It's now the best in the NFC at 4.7 yards per play. Add the fact here against Seattle, Dallas' strength is getting after the Add the fact, dude, that
0: they've got five pick sixes by the same guy in one season. Add that fact in.
1: That's never a good thing when that guy has um, more touchdowns than DK, Mudcalf, and Tyler um, Lockett as well. That's not good, right? That's not good at all. Yeah. And the weakness is their offensive line and Micah Parsons and the boys (laughs) are going to come through. They um, also, Seattle allowed six sacks to the 49ers last
0: week. Wait, wait, uh, I take exception to that. Why? I was going to say why? Because Frisco nearly killed Geno last week? They about did that, yes, absolutely.
1: Seattle's offense has what? regressed from a year ago instead of taking another step with Geno. It's funny. They lack identity this season, and it's Kenneth rare. Walker, a stud, probably won't go tonight in the one area where you want to attack Dallas on the ground. Seattle's also been dominated against the two teams that boast a top 10 O and D in San Francisco and Baltimore, just like Dallas does. That number is high, but I think we can agree, at home, they've been really swell. They've won their five home games by an average of 29 points Why per did you game stop so long our, on
0: swell? I don't know. Just a good, good... Sure you don't, Bill Belichick? What do you mean you don't know? Swell? Yeah. You just, you just spent a lot remember. of time on swell. Swell, swell. yeah. I don't anyway. know why. Yeah. But they
1: are a perfect 5-0 ATS at home this year, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys
0: minus nine. All right, so you'll go Cowboys minus nine, you chalky little bitch. bitch. Listen, I can't lie, dude. The game is sort of in my head, Mm -hmm. and that's on me. Help me with this. Mm -hmm. I I literally am asking you for your help. The game is sort of in my head. I should not have let this happen, but it is sort of in my head. And I don't mean Mm -hmm. this game. I mean the game, the Mm. gambling game, dog. instead of maintaining great discipline and relying on the system i'm letting some of this stuff get personal i need to channel my inner james larden i am not a system player i am a system i'm not a system player i am what a do i system. mean by this i've been burned by seattle multiple times so i don't trust them i don't want to play them that's not the system talking that's me just being pissed that they've burned me. So Mm -hmm. instead of relying on the system, I don't like the fact that I've been burned by this team, so I don't play them. That's not a system play. That's a butthurt play. Mm. I admit Mm. it. You feel that? Yeah, I do. So at the same time, I don't fully trust Dallas either. They're paper champs. Sorry about that, Cowboy fan. You're paper champs. You dominate weaklings, but you don't get it done when it matters most. And Seattle falls somewhere in between those two things, which brings us to the number. Mm -hmm. Can I justify laying the nine like you have? Mm -hmm. The answer is... Yes, Cowboys, hot as hell. They've won three in a row, five of their last six. They have covered five of their last six. Mm -hmm. Even if they've been beating up on scrubs, Dak is the hottest quarterback in the league right now. Yes. Playing some of his best ball ever, I got to say. Gino, on the other hand, is not getting it done. Frisco got to him repeatedly. You know Dallas, with the best pressure rate in the league, is going to also. You know my guy, Micah Parsons, will spend the entire day in the Seahawk backfield. No one has to tell him this is not the sissy challenge. This is the challenge, not the <laughs> sissy challenge. The Cowboys are going to be able to throw it on Seattle. They're going to be able to run it on Seattle. And while the Hawks might be better than some of the cans that Dallas hey, has been beating on, I am comfortable laying the nine. I'm going to ride with Jerr Attrick and the boys. Dallas minus nine. Beautiful. You and I are on the same page. We're chalky little bitches. What yes. else you got, man? You see some props you like? You all right? I'm
1: going simplistic here after Joshua Dobbs failed to hit a wide open Jordan Addison to cover our prop you see, on Monday dude, night. see, dude? You
0: take it personally, too. You're still mad at him for that, aren't you? I am. I'm done with Joshua Dobbs, I think. You didn't slide into his DMs, though, right? No, I did not do that. We don't do that. Not yet. Never. Never, yeah. ever. Dude, how do you but miss I, that guy? Wide
1: ass open, wide ass open, great money too. Would have, would have, would have won the night for us. But he could not do that. But right. Part of the game. Part of the game. I'm going to go with your guy, the sissy challenge guy, over 0. 0.75 sacks. Stars, Simplistic here. I said he's gotten the quarterback. God, that's a no brainer, right? Five straight games he's got the quarterback. Right. He has 11 and a half sacks in the season. He's tied actually with Miles Garrett as a favorite to win the Defensive Player of the Year right now in oh, DraftKings. No, and the Seahawks oh. line is below, not good. Abraham Luke, Lucas is the right tackle. He hasn't played since week one. He might play tonight, but not still, good. it's Micah Parsons over .75, right? Got to get there. That's a the no money's brainer. not the greatest, but he's got to get there.
0: That's a no-brainer. All day I, long. We All think so, long. so maybe Fetus, but I, I think so. That's where I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, Fetus if you want, if you're smart, but it's not <laughs> the Vikings. All right, head, run it back. There are only two things for you to run back. Run it back, and then you can leave me with any parting thoughts.
1: Cowboys minus nine uh, against the Seattle Seahawks tonight.
0: Micah Parsons
1: over .75. Parting thoughts. I'll be nice actually here. The other person who always comes at us is road favorites guy. Did you know that that is the best play all year long? They've covered over 52% of their plays this year. I'm just mm. going to put that out there. World. Yeah, they're all home dog, home dog, home dog. Yeah, that's like, you know, 40-some percent cover rate right now.
0: Yeah, Don't waste time. <laughs> talking numbers with these people just let them hate just let them hate they will will.
1: they'll be right there again
0: tomorrow it's the the new dopamine all right Mm -hmm. let's get paid so we can talk a little junk tomorrow thanks a lot hey great job thank you james kelly big head bets you know what this sound means no not somebody's at the door who is it no that's the plastic tower beef it is time to beef clones not all beef jerky is the same old trappers original old-fashioned teriyaki hot and spicy and peppered all come in four ounce bags that way you can sample different flavors and find the best one for you ask for Old trapper by name because nor the jerky compares. Old trapper what is your beef i laid it out let's do it sometimes we actually get to the bottom of the hour with beefs it's a lot of unhappy people in the world once a week you're allowed to come up in here and express that unhappiness. Otherwise, much like we talked about earlier today when Marcus Williams came on, I would suggest you take that frown and you turn it upside down. Not here. Frown all you want. Beef all you want. Complain all you want. I'm here for it. We do it once a week. Let's get it going. I'm going to start actually this time with some written beefs. We've been starting the last several weeks with collar beefs. This one says, hey, Jim, my beef is with people who wear their hair in man buns, male or female. Also, people who wear their pajama bottoms out in public, male or female. You all look like a bunch of lazy tools. That's true for me. Boom. Out of here. It's true for me. John in Salt Lake City. Dear Jim, my beef oh, is with my wife. Out of here for constantly going Brandon Staley on me, for recommending that we wrestle anytime our five-year-old is out of the house, napping, watching cartoons, etc. Thanks, Paul in Albany. Unwar, you can stop asking that question. You can stop asking that question. Good job, Paul. Shaquille Romneal, my beef is with people who call a restroom... Or who call the bathroom a restroom. Restroom? I'm in here fighting for my life. Signed, Elvis. V in the fee. It's bathroom smack, V. You know better. It's not restroom smack. It's bathroom smack. It's toilet humor. And then what happens? Hey, Jim, I have a beef with scented toilet paper. I don't need to wipe my ass with dryer sheets. You can't put lipstick on a pig. Thanks, Bert in the City of Salt. What do you not understand about no bathroom beefs? Hey, Rome, my beef is with callers who correct the host. A year ago, you read an email from someone named Keith during the beef segment. Then you read my beef and also called me Keith even though that's not my name. But guess what? My name is now Keith. Whatever Jim calls you, that's your name. So just get to your topic. Alvi, continue to run anyone who does not comply. P.S. My wife and I are expecting a baby boy in March, and we may name him Keith. After me, of course. Signed, Keith in Idaho. That a boy. That guy gets it. Jimmy. My beef is with my dog. No matter how many times I shock the little guy, he still runs past the driveway. War more voltage. War two dog collars, LOL. Ouch, dude. Sammy and H-Town. My old man did that once. He put up a hot wire around. We had we had this little bridge going to the front door. Rome story time. We had a little bridge, little concrete bridge with decorative stone going into our front door in the 818. And beneath this little bridge was a little pond with a bunch of koi. And the koi were pretty expensive, apparently, because one day I go out there and the old man is hot wiring it. He's setting it up himself. So whatever critter was getting in there to get his koi was going to get a little surprise. So one day, one of my boys comes over. It's Friday night, and he's drinking a can of Budweiser, and he drops the can in the water, and he reaches over to get it and got electrocuted. I'm like, yo, Pop, man, that's embarrassing. One of my boys just got shocked. He's like, yeah, and? I'm like, what do you mean, and? I'm like, can you turn that thing off maybe or— Undo it? He's like, your boy shouldn't have been drinking beer outside our pond. He got what he deserved. Boston Jade just getting nice. Anyway, I haven't thought about that since then, Sammy. Hey, Rome, my beef is college football fans whining when their coach leaves for a better opportunity. Your former coach... Couldn't go to a bigger or better paying job if they weren't successful at your school. Be thankful they left your football program better than when they got there. Good luck, Jay Smith. Go beeves. It's interesting. He is a good coach. Really good coach. Post Morome. My beef is with the 10-year-olds that I teach. Listen, you morons. Lunch was literally five minutes ago. Why do you have to use the bathroom during class when you just had a 30-minute break? Signed, Tree, from the City of Trees. Cujo is in. My beef is that the 70-year-old man guarding the grocery store exit, holding you up for five minutes while they pretend to proof-check your receipt for mistakes after you just did their job at the self-checkout line. Hashtag, what's your beef? Romy, I have a beef with morons who answer every question with, yeah, no. It can't be both. So which is it, idiot? Stop wasting my time. Tim, in Appleton, at Wooden Laconic, my beef is with hummus. It's everywhere. At happy hour, family dinners, My wife even breaks it out during football. I have no need for it. Get this crap out of here. Hashtag what's your beef. JPR, I have a beef. With Thanksgiving and Christmas being so close together, it doesn't make any sense. So we get together and we pig out with a bunch of people that we don't see or speak to for the rest of the year. Then a month later, we do the same exact thing, only this time we empty the bank on a bunch of crap for the same people. This is stupid. This is stupid. Jeff CNNC, he's not wrong. Jim, my beef is with three straight weeks of beefs about the traffic in L.A. You all live in perfect weather for 330 days out of the year. Stop whining about it taking 15 minutes longer to get to work. Hey, Tom, actually, to be fair, and I'm an LA native, it's not 15 minutes. It's like 15 hours. You're right. We have a lot of good things here. But it's not 15 minutes. Van Sizzle, I got a beef. With ugly, rich people who try to correct nature's will with plastic surgery. Hey, Rockefeller, there's not enough scalpels, plastic, and cocaine to make you presentable. Andy from Denver, war-making ears, the commissioner of the ugly family. Dude, I don't know what ugly family you speak of. There's not one here in the jungle. If you want to go off on your own platform and create the ugly family and make him the patriarch, you go right ahead. But don't act like you can just slide that in like that's an established thing or fact. It's not. There is no ugly family. Not here. James P., my beef is with the coward Cowards. that's afraid of man buns. I love it when we get reaction to earlier beefs. My beef is with the coward that is afraid of man buns. Take it easy, dog. Let me introduce you to chewing the hell out. Man buns pull birds, man. Granite, South Carolina. Hey, well, my beef is with simps who have nothing better to do than worry about other people's hairstyles. How about worry about your own damn hair or lack thereof? And I'll do whatever the hell I want with mine. Regards Scott and Crabchester. Well, wow, Man Bun Nation is coming. They're in, they're coming in hot. Van Smack, my beef is with clones who do not abstain. From Bathroom Humor Beefs. So clones, please let's be the better man. Jay Stew Drop, he puts in there. And stick with Jardian's Lady, Mark Davis's appearance, and Rat Family Beefs. Bo in the LBC. Hey Jim, my beef is with Fox for not having any turkey legs for Jordan Love or Rashawn Gary on Thanksgiving. The day that all the networks were honoring John Madden. On the network that John started the whole turducken. How can you not have anything for these players? Not only that, but we had to suffer that awful halftime show. Darren and Green Bay. War Fox for that whole debacle. All right, let's go to the phones. We start in Charleston, Cameron. What's your beef, How's Cameron?
2: Going, How's it going?
0: Good, dude.
2: Uh, all right, so here's my beef. I'll lay it out for you here. So
0: you're. Ah! Good Any day, no. Cameron.
3: You don't like Any it. time,
0: don't
3: Cameron. Like
0: Alvy's got a quick trigger today. Maybe faster than ever, but even I can't argue with that. You had the awkward, he's not there when I go to him. Then he has the, he's got to gather himself and say, all right, here's how it is. Here's my beef. Dude, just get to the beef. Get to the beef. You don't even have to acknowledge me. You can be like methylene and just go right to it. When I say to you, hey, caller in town, insert town, what's your beef? Say, hey, Rome, my beef is, it's seamless, it's easy, 1-800-636-8686, we go to Indy, Craig, good to have you, Craig, what's your beef?
2: Thanks, Jim, my beef is uh, Barrett's Tony Romo and all the football announcers who constantly refer to a quarterback using their legs when they mean the quarterback is running the ball. Uh, I got
0: you. We we don't. Sorry, you said out. You can't keep talking after out. Out means out. So then you have another awkward moment. He Aw, says, what? I've got a problem with broadcasters talking about quarterbacks using their legs when they mean the quarterback is running. Out. And then he starts talking again. Out means out. one 800 a- or Outro means outro. Hit me up. We are rolling telephone calls. Once again, 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Michigan, Jack. Good to have you. Jack, what's your beef? My
2: beef is with Dr. Rick. Apparently his only job is to keep us from turning into our parents. Hey, Dr. Rick, I bet you went to class about as often as a Kentucky point guard to get that degree. I happen to love and admire my parents. So why don't you look for a real job, and in the meantime, keep my parents' names out your mouth, you kook.
0: That was kind of odd. Whoever Dr. Rick is. Hey, Dr. Rick, whoever you are, Jack in Michigan has got a bone to pick with you. Keep his parents out your mouth, you kook, whoever you are. Is it about that insurance commercial? About not being your parents or I don't know. Anyway, the callers are not keeping up with the written beefers today, but I'm not giving up on them yet because generally all it takes is one good call to set the thing off and get it back on track. Let's try it again. To Go to my dude in Alaska, Matt in Alaska, Matt, what's your beef? Jimmy, what's going on, my man? What's up, dude? beef
2: today, since we're in the dark season up here in Alaska, is this bag that feels the need to have a light bar, the width of his vehicle, that illuminates the road so much that it renders me blind because he's blind and needs it to drive at night. If you need the damn light bar to see at night, maybe you should just stay off the road, man, War, baby Keith becoming a reality, and us clones starting a GoFundMe to send him to college. That's all I got, Jimmy. I'm out.
0: Nice job. Matt Matt in Alaska. I like that. I knew I could count on Matt in Alaska. I've always loved that the jungle is in Alaska. That's one of my favorite, favorite affiliates. That's not to say anything bad about the other 200 affiliates, but I love that we're in Alaska. I've never been. Always wanted to go. That's a bucket list. I don't have a bucket list. I just started it. Go to Alaska. I now have one item on my bucket list. Let's go to Pomona. That's the second place I want to go to on my bucket list. I'm going to go to Alaska, and then I'm going to go to Pomona. Pomona probably first. It's closer. Actually, that's not true. I've been to Pomona. Anthony, what is your beef?
3: Hey, Jimmy.
2: My beef is jackasses on the freeway who will not let me merge. I speed up, they speed up. I slow down, they slow down. We're not going to the same place. And in hell, even if we are, I'll let you go in front of me. Let me merge, okay? Unwar ozempic butt and unwar telecartoon. in not way.
0: I think we've covered this already, haven't we? You let them in. You don't let them in. I actually had one guy do that to me today. And again, when I come to work in the morning, there's not that many cars on the freeway. And I'm trying to get on and homeboy is just not letting me in. It's, it's pretty clear to me that because he's not moving over, he's either just a jerk or he's going to get off at the next off ramp. But dude, I mean, why do you got to box me out like that? He took this angle on me too. I'm like, I'm now I'm in a bad mood. It's way too early to be in a bad mood. I'm not awake enough to even be in a bad mood. Share the road, brah. Share the road. I'm traveling at a good rate. I'm not going to make you later. Share the road. Either, either blow through so I can merge over or slow down. But don't box me out like that. Like, that's personal. I'm sorry my car is nicer than yours, bro. Why are you doing that? There's like a near road rage, one mile from Starbucks. All I was doing, see, dude, you got me doing it now. All I was doing was trying to get on the freeway to get to work. And I almost took your off ramp because you wouldn't let me on. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to San Luis Obispo. Mike in SLO. Mike, what's your beef?
2: I'm really sick of women who
0: end their sentences with A. I need to get some gas. Uh,
2: Let's go get some food. Uh, Learn how to speak the English language. It's not cute. It's not fresh. And I hate you. Have a great day, Jim.
0: You too, Micah. Micah. (laughs) Wow. What a weird day on the phone calls. Uh, I'm going to keep trying. I'm not giving up on you clones. We only do it once a week. If we're going to get weird, let's get weird. Let's go to Buffalo. Margo in Buffalo. Margo, what's your beef?
2: Hey, Rome. uh, My beef is while shopping online for a specific item. All of a sudden, this company starts putting up fear loss banners like, last chance, almost sold out. Hello, what they don't know? I'm a Bills fan. I'm used to fear loss.
0: Thanks, Margo. Thank you for nothing at all. Wow, these calls are terrible. They just are. Keep calling, weaklings. Hello. Do better. Rome, my beef is with my wife expecting gifts. For our dating anniversary and wedding anniversary. We've been married 15 years. Our dating anniversary doesn't count anymore. JP in Riverside. War Dallas tonight. Yeah, but what will they cover? Hit us up via the X or email or the phone calls. Let's go to Houston. John in Houston. Good to have you, John. What's your beef?
2: Hey, Jim, another traffic one. Sorry about that. But what's these people that come up to a four-way stop or a two-way stop, and they're first, and you come up to stop, and they're going to sit there and wait to make sure you're not going to run through the stop sign or run into them? So I just go ahead and go, and they can sit there and wait. Thank you, Jim.
0: I got you. Thank you, John. 1-800-636-8686. Yeah, there is an etiquette and a protocol. It's not that hard. The whole intersection game, the intersection game is not that hard. The one who gets there first gets to go. And then the one who, gets to, who comes in after that gets to go next. That's why I'm always amazed when you come by a complete wreck at the intersection. Like they don't understand the rules of engagement. They don't understand the rules of the intersection. You take turns. Let's see here. I'm looking at my choices. Let's go to Louisville. Mike in Louisville. Hey, Mike, what's your beef?
2: Hey, my beef is with smokers, and it's not because they smoke. It's because of what they do when they're done smoking with their stupid little cigarette butts. You can't walk it because you see them on the parking lot. You see them in the sidewalks, golf carts. Everywhere you go, there's cigarette butts. Look, you want to smoke and you want to check out of this world with the old black lungs? Be my guest. But pick up your freaking trash, you bums. Out.
0: No bum smack, brah. You have no problem with smokers and any other aspect of it other than they leave their cigarette butts around? I mean, that's part of it. If you want to check out of this world with your black lung, go ahead, but throw your butts away, you bums. The beef segment, old trapper. There's peppered, there's teriyaki, there's hot and spicy. It's incredible. That sound you hear is me knocking on the enormous plastic tower of beef. Let's go to Boise. Ty in Boise. I feel like this is not your first time, Ty. What's your beef, dude? Hey, Romy,
3: my beef is when the gum-murdering assassin
2: d-bag spits their gum on the ground instead of just waiting for a trash can because they're you know not like they're everywhere so just find a trash can throw your gum in the trash can so i don't have to step in it unknowingly
0: and
4: track it everywhere i'm out
0: it's a great point it's so basic i'm surprised we have not heard that more often it's so true right i mean i don't even care what it does to you swallow your gum first but just wait for a trash can. There's one that's not that far away. You imagine, I'm not even saying, like, it's my David August kicks that I'm worried about. I'm worried about any shoe whatsoever. Slides, business shoes, sneaks, anything, man. Is there anything worse than stepping in gum? And I guarantee the a-hole that did it is laughing his ass off somewhere. Like, yeah, nail that guy. <laughs> it all comes around, man. Trust me, it all comes around. If you spit your gum out, just so somebody else can step in it. Trust me, some dog's going to take a dump and you'll step in that and you'll slide and you'll break your ankle. Man, speed Put your gum in the trash can. Let's go to Birmingham. Clint. Hey, Clint, what's your beef? My,
2: hey, Jim, my beef is with the Transfer Portal social media post. It seems like these guys... I think there must be, like, a template on Google Docs because here's how every social media post for the transfer portal goes. I have been playing at insert school. I am now transferring to – I have enjoyed my time at insert school. And then they all use the same phrase, with that being said. I mean, can we not come up with something more original? It was bad enough that after LeBron left that we always had to hear, I'm taking my talents, too. But now after every single one, it's always with that being said. Let's come up with something a little bit more original.
0: Nice job, dude. Normally, I would say keep it tight. Get in, get out, keep moving. But I like that. Well done. He actually turned a beef into an actual sports take. There's a lot of that. I've got thoughts. You see Matt Rule say that if you want to get a really good quarterback in the portal, it's going to cost you seven figures. And maybe more than that. He laid it out there. He goes, I want you all to know how it is. This is how it is. If you want a good quarterback in the portal, it's going to cost you a million bucks or more. Which I thought was interesting. And don't be coming at the players for trying to get their seven figures. You would too. Who wouldn't? Trying to keep this thing alive. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're not quite there. Let's go to Portland. Jason in Portland. Appreciate the call. What's your beef?
2: Hey, Romy. My beef is for standing in the gas station i'm trying to get gas for my rig so i can put food on the table for my family of seven and the guy's 350 pounds in front of me looking at the hot food through the glass is that a chimichanga is that a oh is that a golden corn dog right there is that all all chicken corn dog well, i haven't had one of those do yourself a favor Do your GI doctor a favor. Go grab a breakfast bar and a vitamin water so I can put some gas in my rig to get out on the road. All right?
0: Peace. I'm out. Peace, dude. Well done. (laughs) That made me laugh. (laughs) Is that a chimichanga? Is that a hot dog that's been rolling on that that rotisserie for 24 hours? Whoa, is that a golden hot dog? Go get a breakfast bar of vitamin water so I can fuel up my rig and go back to work and put food on my table. Let's go to Sacramento. No, no, check that. Let's go to Sactown. Ryan in Sactown, getting in before it's too late. Oh, ho, 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 Ryan, what's your beef? Oh, Jimmy. Uh, my beef is actually with Costco
1: in that hidden dirty tourniquet that they wrap around their roasted birds, that thing's harder to get off than JPP and Stevie Wonder
2: in a handicap match against a bra strap. <laughs>
0: hey, Alan, are you trying to decode what he just said before you run him? That's not a
3: good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good
0: call. Like, like Alvy's had this quick trigger all day long. And you're just letting that kind of float out there in the ether. Oh,
3: Johnny boy. And-
0: oh, 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 Ryan and Sacktown. Oh, Johnny boy. Ryan and Sacktown. Oh, do we have time for one more? I think we do. I'm not walking off on that. I'll tell you that. Let's go to Idaho. Tony, Tony, what's your beef? Hey, hey, Jim,
2: real quick. I'm sick and tired of everybody saying thank you so much all the time. It started out slow. Now it's rampant. Everybody's feeding off each other. I can't take it anymore. What happened to thanks? Thanks a lot. I
0: am out. Thank you so much, Tony, for making that phone call. (laughs) Because it started off slow, and now it's rampant, and everybody's doing it. I got a beef with thank you so much, guy. I got a bigger beef with people who don't say thank you. All right, Tommy, are we done? Or you got one more? Now we're done. Now I'm done. I would tell you good job, but it really wasn't. You know, the the amazing thing is, after all of that, every line is still lit. Like, I could do this thing for three hours every single day. I could. I could. I won't, but I could. All right, that's the beef segment. My thanks to my pals at Old Trapper. They did their job. We did our job. Albie, you're not. Good night!